0: Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast,
1: Christoph, uh, we seem to be missing a member of the podcast. Yep, right now it's just and Dan mm-hmm. getting uh, text updates from Jay. Please start behind slowest minivan ever. It's incredible. Almost at the gate, mm-hmm. right there. The oh, I just noticed it. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they brought that in just for this podcast.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a brand new fridge. Oh, we're on.
0: Oh, you
2: are? Mhm. So what do you guys been talking about on the podcast so far?
1: I gave the breaking news on the bank closing. Mhm. Can perform a um, a song about my town Orno if you ever want <laughs> to give Orno some love. Okay, what do I when I rap about? The, Banks closing. The bank closed. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast, presented by Coors Light. They don't want us drinking on the job. No, no, they wouldn't
2: want that. Well, maybe after the job. And, uh, Coming in hot!
1: Yes! It's the Jan Dan podcast for the week of January 22nd, 2018. 2018, 2018, however you say it, it's the same freaking year.
2: I gotta say, I really enjoyed the two of you uh, in last week's podcast just rapping about small town life. <laughs> I like the idea of a, a new small town pod, small town podcast with Kristoff and Dan. What do you think of that one, Stoff? You were great, I man. I like it. Yeah. yeah. People could barely tell the difference. I loved it. I thought it was wild, man. <laughs> well, it <laughs> was wild, all right.
1: Speaking of wild, we got a wild podcast. We have the most jam-packed one we've had since we've returned to Canada. Who's, who's going to be on? Daniel Dale, the Washington correspondent for the Toronto Star. He used to be the guy who covered Rob Ford. Now he covers Donald Trump. Man. He is my favorite follow in all of of Twitter.
2: Not Ben Teller?
1: Hands down. No, not Ben Teller. We also have (laughs) Craig, my friend who was supposed to be on last week, but we ran out of time. He's going to tell us, he's going to prep us for South Korea. And then we've got to dive into some other things as well.
2: Yes, yes.
1: First off, uh, I think we uh, alluded to the fact that young Ruby O'Toole was having her birthday last week. She turned seven and her... uh, present was she wanted to go to one of those indoor play places.
2: Yes. Um, now, we were fortunate enough to be invited, myself, yeah. my wife, my daughter. My wife. And uh, when we got there, you know, I'm, I'm checking the GPS. I'm like, this seems to be like uh, an industrial strip mall. Um, this can't be the right. This can't be where it is. And then I, I didn't see it in the, the front, the main part of the strip mall. I'm like, there's no way it would be like on the, in the almost the back of the strip, and it was. That's exactly where it was. Yeah. So my question was, was that a real indoor play place, or was that something that you set up yourself um, using old gym mats? Now that's how they're all set up. Every one of these you go to, you're like, oh, maybe
1: this will be a different no. This one's hidden in the back next to some shady
2: fly-by-night yeah. pyramid scheme office. I'm, I'm surprised there wasn't a rub-and-tug next door.
1: <laughs> My erections have returned.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> you, you walk in, it just smells like bleach and chlorine. Yeah. yeah, they've had to clean it, just like a rub-and-tug. And I've said rub-and-tug a few times on this podcast already. You know, rub-and-tug, aye, aye. rub-and-tug would be a good name for a podcast. That had nothing to do with rub and tugs. Ponder it. Think about it. So you had to bring in... You brought in your own food to this place. Like, all this place really had was the the, the ball machines. The
1: that uh, 80% of the stuff wasn't working. Nothing yes. was
2: working. You were very upset about that. You went to try to get a discount. Well,
1: I said to the lady, Hey, uh, all your uh, guns and your uh, balls and all... None of it's working, so I'm going disca- to discount, right? She's like, "Now we don't give discounts.
2: Hey, lady... I'm those dead. Dollar dollar bills <laughs> and then y'all.
1: she said, "The manager's here. Uh, you can go talk to him if you want." Manager didn't even come over. He's like, "Whatever, I don't f- care." He gave me my, my his money already.
2: Hey, lady, your guns and balls aren't working. <laughs> <laughs> Fix your guns and balls. I'm dead.
1: But the poor parents. Well, I shouldn't say they probably thought that of me because they drop their kids off, and then they say,
2: oh, "Bye," and, so then, happy. and then
1: I come out at the
2: end, and I just I'm like, "Yeah, like y- you survived. You did it." You looked like you'd gone five rounds with Daniel Cormier. After that, <laughs> a couple of hours in there,
1: the kids are dripping wet, sweating. So oh, they're, they're, they're they each down like eight liters of water. Luckily, had, they had a good some. time.
2: The kids had fun. Oh, they
1: had a blast. Yeah, they, they, they don't know what f- they don't know what to expect in life. That things no. are better than this.
2: No, no, they think that's the peak. <laughs> they think their birthday parties. This is as good as life gets.
1: And you know what made it? I posted it on uh, my Instagram. TSN O'Toole. Um, I took a video of young Rubio Tool before we left in the back seat with balloons, like bouncing in her seat. I'm like, see,
2: it's yeah. All that. That's all you need. Get a handful of balloons, uh, a couple of liters of water, and that's a <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of your in, uh, your Twitter handle and your Instagram handle, yeah. I thought you were going to change that. We were discussing the fact that that you've aligned yourself to every company you work for. Uh, you were FS1 O'Toole, before that you were TSN O'Toole, now you're TSN O'Toole again. And that maybe this isn't such a good idea, because uh, you're volatile, uh, you're a loose cannon, maybe it's better. And so we were thinking Mayor O'Toole would be good. Is that? Did we check to see if that's available? I'll
1: check that, and O'Toole for Mayor was the other
2: one. Oh, I like that too.
1: Speaking of Instagram, I wanted to call something out. So uh, recently, Tools. you and I, I don't know if you want to comment on this or not, you and I have been posting something, it's a paid sponsorship Part of our contract is we do these
2: uh, these ads, yeah, with companies. The business has changed since so we worked it's, here before.
1: We literally have to do it as part of our job. So people uh, they complain.
2: Well, one caveat. Guy, let's be honest. I don't know if we had to do this one. Okay. This didn't, I don't think we had to do this. One. Okay. Anyway, but so we it, were compensated. Yes, we were compensated.
1: <laughs> so again, it's on our social media feeds. This is the only place people see it, and maybe online. Yeah. And one message the guy gets. So I sent out a video. It's a fun video where we're shooting the s and having some fun.
2: They actually, the videos turned out pretty good. Yes. They're actually pretty funny. I, I get that it's an ad, but they turned out pretty this good. This
1: guy says to me, This is brutal, guys. You're rich enough. So, first off, do people send Matthew McConaughey probably. tweets? Yes. For probably. being in Lincoln Course? Samuel L. Jackson for, for sure. being in What's in Your Wallet ads?
2: Tina Fey for being in credit card ads? I think it's different with social media, though. in, In this guy and other people that said it to us, too. And I expected this. In fact, I expected more of it. I'm shocked we haven't gotten more of it. Because I think the problem is, for this particular campaign, which, again, I'd like to point out, pretty funny... Mm-hmm. But we've sent it out a lot. And then the other thing is it's two of us, right? We're like a two-headed monster. So if you're you're probably following one of us, you're probably following Mayro O'Toole as well. And so you're getting kind of the same video over and over again. we got to figure out a way around that maybe for yeah. the next round. Because we are for sure going to keep selling out big time. <laughs> and if people think we're not going to do that, I, I'm sorry. And just, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but we're going to make as much money as we can. before.
1: Because this guy says you're rich enough. Uh, no, I spent all my money in Vegas.
2: Yeah, Tulsi uh, left all his uh, money in Nevada. I, I need the monies. I need, need the, the food. I need to go to the Enchanted Castle again. <laughs> yeah. Seriously,
1: taking the family to Disney for the day. Obviously, you got to fly and stuff, but when you're living there. <laughs> taking them to Disney for the day was cheaper than the Enchanted
2: Castle. I, now, that I was a little baffled by, that little piece of information. Because all due respect to the Enchanted Castle. <laughs>
1: But I'm. It's I'm not adding providing
2: on, you with a Disney experience.
1: I'm adding on
2: food, gift sacks, whatever you call them, grab bags, loot bags. We we, yeah. we used to call them loot bags. What did you call them, stuff? Sorry, what's up? <laughs> uh, loot bags would be the word. Yeah. <laughs> what's that now? <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, another thing that happened to you, Tulsi. A lot of yeah. interesting things happening in your life. All right. You. All right saw for the first time, and I could not believe this, Jeremy Taggart, our good friend who we're going to have on the pod again very soon sent a tweet over the weekend saying he was watching the Being Frank show uh, the Frank D'Angelo I, I put show in quotations because he just pays for a half hour of airtime. in a sense it's, a, it's an infomercial, but he does a talk show as this infomercial, and it's called Being Frank, and it's like his talk show, and Jim Taddy, our good friend used to be a sidekick on
1: it. So I've seen that one, I saw that one, but what jeremy tweeted out was this sun, uh, saturday night what night of the i'm week not week? sure to be honest. anyway
2: one of the nights of the i week. think it's friday he does it or he used friday to night. do it friday
1: i tuned in and frank had thrown his own award show in which he was getting an award yeah. and then he broke into song and before the song even started he was giving his band <laughs> they leave that in yeah he's like hey
2: listen to me no, was it a joke? Like, no, 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 there's no, there's are, n- are you sure? Like, cause he thinks he's like, he's like the next Letterman. Like, he thinks he's like a genius talk show host and a screenwriter, director, uh, maker of energy drinks. And then they had a guy talking about his directing abilities. And yeah. this guy I've seen and it, saying what
1: he said. Uh, the only other name that comes to mind when I think of Frank as a director,
2: <laughs> Scorsese.
1: He said Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola. Well. <laughs> oh, oh, all the great Italian it Scors- directors lumped together. I think it together. was Scorsese.
2: All the great Italian-American directors lumped in. D'Angelo Scorsese. <laughs> Coppola. The greatest filmmakers of all time. So do we have a clip? Okay, so we're going to play a couple clips. Staff, uh, can you set up this first one for oh, us? I get to watch it, too. What's this first one? Well, this one here is a monologue from his December 19th show. I was trying to find the show that Dan was referring to, but I could not find it online. But let's see if uh, he's got anything good in this. Give it up for Frank
0: (laughs) D'Angelo!
2: A lot of wipes.
3: Nice, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our Christmas special. It started off not too special. You guys drink a little eggnog before you came here. You got the green tie? How'd that food drive go? Good. Excellent. Thank so you. So you lived in a trailer for a week? Uh, twelve days. Today's day twelve. I can tell.
2: Right? <laughs> well, pretty funny. Good start.
3: <laughs> you ready for Christmas with the red tie and uh? Yeah, I think I'm ready. Handkey? My hanky keeps dropping. Yeah, you have bigger nipples because usually nipples well, They're pierced, so hold it.
2: That's real yeah, laughter. Nip joke. Uh,
3: so you know, everybody this time of year becomes a little more uh, poetic, more philosophical, right? What about say People want to change. So I like to do better things next year in 2018. It's Christmas, so I want to give gifts like gifts of, of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I want to do different things that I've, like, Donald Trump's had a, a bit of trouble oh speaking God, lately. What the hell?
2: You've had trouble
3: speaking. And I want to help him. I want to help people. So Donald Trump, I don't know if you guys watched the other day, he had some difficulty. Do we have that? Do we have that clip, guys? Can we uh, please get a translator for President Trump? And open I can translate he finally, said I asked that he wants a real sandwich with review. no mushrooms but double-cheese mozzarella. Okay, I can't. And no, this a, of First of all, he's ripping
2: off our closed captioning bit. <laughs> so, thanks, Frank. The announcer off the top said D'Angelo. Guess we've been saying it wrong the whole time. Huh. I just went with, like, Beverly D'Angelo from the Vacation movies. That's how she says her name. She went out with Pacino. She probably went out with Frank, too. So, uh, Trollop.
1: And his money's all in the beverages? Apple juice and stuff?
2: Uh, the energy drinks, right? And then the beer. What was the beer he made for a long time? It was... Uh, uh, I can't remember. But the, And then he made the Rapini. He sold the Rapini. Remember, he'd saute the Rapini. How much is he making off Rapini? Uh, he sold that. And then he has the Forget About It Supper Club. That's where he does Being Frank from. Steelback Brewery. He owned that. Uh, the Forget About It Supper Club, that's where all those people were just casually having dinner, and then what? Frank's doing a show? Great. And then they were right with him. They loved it. Christoph, do we have another clip? Let's hear another clip. Alright, so this one here is kind of confusing. It's him. <laughs> He's sitting around uh, with two jewelry guys or something. Some sort of jewelry. But Please it's, say it's one of them is Russell Oliver from Oliver Jewelry. No, unfortunately, it's not. So oh, man. Uh, here, let's just take oh, a listen. Him. Yeah.
0: Give it up for Frank D'Angelo! So, ladies and gentlemen, it's not an Yeah, we're both obviously very blinged out.
3: And also, we have uh, two great hip hop artists uh, that are very cool. And uh, and uh, I know you guys like hip hop because I see you guys at hip hop clubs every Friday. I also, hip hop and bling. Listen to that laughter. So, track. I want to ask you: uh, When you get dressed, do you put out your bling first and match your clothes, or do you put your clothes out and then? Put the bling towards the clothes
2: well, my, my clothing <laughs> covers all my
0: bling so because
3: you, you don't look very blingy i mean i think you look like uh, um what's the word i'm looking for he's oh, always yeah, looking for words bland. bland 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 he looks bland like we're all blending i'm blue you're blue you're blue oh, uh, you're bland we're all a bit on the bland side i'm a little blingy though compared to you guys this is good are stuff are you a blingy guy i'm um, not uh, does she have a jewelry box? Okay, I can't. She I can't. Knows. Stop. A little, a little
2: disappointed. A little disappointed, Toolsy. Speaking of bland. Uh, <laughs> I-, I sent a t- I expected more from Frank. I expected more.
1: I sent a tweet before the show. You tell me what you think of Jeff O'Neill's response. It said, I'm not shy to admit that as I get older and older, Clean Sheets Night makes me happier and happier. Hashtag, I can't be alone in this. <laughs> And his response was, hashtag one garbage tweet a day, 2018.
2: <laughs> pretty good. I mean, yeah, fresh, f- freshly laundered sheets. There is, there is something amazing. Oh, I'd like... Yeah, it's I, pretty special. I
1: squeal like a child going to an indoor playground for their birthday.
2: And I get it every other day because my daughter pukes on us in bed every other night. <laughs> like last night, literally... You maybe go to a doctor? We did, today. Like, get home last night, look, you know, go into the room, my wife's in bed, there's my daughter, she's cuddle up with her. Oh, that's sweet, great. I literally lie in bed, I, and I have like an inch of real estate. I'm like, Jesus, So I kind of sidle in there as best I can, and
0: all of a sudden,
2: <clears throat> And then my wife's like, okay, you know, pick her up. We'll go wash her off. I'm like, "She what the f***? It just worked. She's barfing on us. Can we put her in the tub to sleep? We can hose her down. Is it, was it like the exorcist? Nah, she's got, she's a little under the weather. So, poor thing. But freshly laundered sheets, huh? With a hint of vomit. Just a smidge of uh,
1: curdled milk. Why don't we uh, call our first guest let's up? Give, uh,
2: uh, let's give him a call. Daniel Dillon.
1: He might, because, he, again, he used to report on Rob Ford. I bet you yeah. Rob Ford and Frank D'Angelo were buddies. He might know. He might have reported on Frank. He might know
2: some info. I don't know. He's a reporter. Just You just <laughs> want to know more about him? I want to After know. After that, I want to know less about him. I want to know as little about Frank as I possibly can. Remember when he came what's on the, our podcast? Uh, what's
1: the word I'm looking for?
2: Remember when he came on? Stoff, do you remember that? Mike got him... Didn't he come on the original podcast. I think yeah, he, so he did. He came on the first uh, incarnation of the pod. Because yeah. we, we were talking him forever, and then he came on, and he was pretty nice. And I think we just felt bad, and we were like, all right, just go away. It was... Yeah, it was a tough one.
1: Okay. Uh, phone's going to voicemail.
2: Um, Stoff, while we're waiting, can we play another one of these clips that you've uh, uncovered? What's the next one? I love this because I was saying to Christoph... This reminds me of the old old pod where we would play clips off, off the interwebs. So in this reality. one's a little bit bizarre. here. Here uh, is a woman who was on a morning show in America who's in love with her Tetris game to the point where she wants to marry it. Yes, okay. I love this kind of Tetris thing, Tetris is the way. a great game. I saw a woman the other day marry like the ghost of a pirate online, like she married the ghost of like a dead pirate. So this seems like for its progress because it, you know it's an inanimate object so okay here we go play this clip for us not the Game Boy that it goes into but it's the it is the cartridge itself yes, isn't it the
0: physical, well that's
2: kind of incorrect I'm in love with the game himself and the cartridge is a means a vessel of presenting
0: him so okay. why 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 that in particular what is it about Tetris that you love Love is not something you can explain, but it's That's honestly true. part of it. Is that I, I can, you know, it's a clearing of lines. It satisfies me, and mm-hmm. it, he's just really beautiful. It's a feeling. <sighs> I find him just so attractive.
1: And uh, and this is uh, this is a uh, not to put and we we'll do this delicately, but this is this is a this is a personal, intimate
2: relationship as well. Ooh, here we go.
0: Yes, it's very intimate.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! What, that's it? What? I want to know how how it's intimate. Does she uh, insert the cartridge into her vagina? Okay, this is... She's doing this
1: for attention, Craig. No, it sounds legit, don't you think? I actually
2: read up a little bit more on this, and she used to, no joke, date a calculator. Like one of those really advanced ones. See, that's sweet. I like that. You know, more people should date calculators and video game cartridges and... Uh, Cans of Coors Light, our sponsor here on the Jane podcast.
1: Some people just really want attention.
2: No, no, but I le- I agree with stuff. I legitimately think that she's in love with that game. She's lonely, you know. Obviously, she's you know satisfying herself with video games, and that video game has become more than just a game. It's become a sexual a sexual being. That
1: is so weird. Tetris again is a great. Great game. One of the best video games
2: Maybe ever. you're not exploring uh, these different levels of uh, video game playing enough. Maybe you need to uh, start having sex with your console, with your, uh, with your controllers. Okay. Uh, our first guest
1: is going to join us. That's a great way, to, great way to bring him in on that note. Daniel Dale, welcome to the Jay and Dan podcast. Thank you. Um, hey, we just played clips from Be- the Bean Frank show. You know, did you ever have a, did you go to a taping of the Being Frank show with Frank D'Angelo? No, I I actually have no idea what that is. Okay, that's good.
4: Let's move
2: on. You're better (laughs) off for it, Daniel.
4: Okay, I'm so so glad.
1: So, Daniel, I uh, I was mentioning off the top of the podcast, you are my favorite follow on Twitter, all because of your job, which is to pretty much dissect the President of the United States. Thank you. Is it? Do you have nightmares? Can you sleep? <laughs> I think this is going to be I, a good therapy session for you.
4: Yeah. You know, I, I have so many people. Uh, I have people regularly emailing me like sweet uh, older people inquiring about my mental health. I get people <laughs> tweeting at me asking if, if I have PTSD or something. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm totally okay. Uh, it, it's honestly, it's such an amazing job to have. Um, it's, it's like toxic and exhausting. Um, the fact-checking is so repetitive because Trump says the same false things over and over again. But um, as a reporter, you know, what more can you ask for? It's uh, You're not in the war zones. You're not putting yourself at risk. Uh, everyone's paying attention. You know, they're clicking and reading your story. And it's it's just, it's it's, impo- it's both important and so interesting. So I think it's a good job, and uh, my mental health is okay.
1: Now, you mentioned the fact-checking. That is one of the things you're known for because you fact-check every statement he says, and it's about 10... 10- lies or mistruths a day he's averaging
4: it's he's averaging 3 a day okay that was a bit <laughs> off
1: but he's averaging a lot
4: it's it's a lot I, so i just did my uh my year end tally it was uh, 1073 in his first year in office so that's that's a ton and uh it, they you know they run the gamut uh there's little exaggerations uh there's things that he completely makes up which are my my favorites usually because it's just so unusual, uh, even for a politician. Um, it's, it's about every subject, from Canada to Iraq to the election to Russia uh, to, to his opponents. He, he, you know, he lies about everything. So it's, we, we, I, And I talk to historians, it's not just me. Um, historians say we've never seen a president lie like this.
2: Did you apply for this job, Daniel, or were you just assigned <laughs> this job? How, how did it all come <laughs> about for you?
4: I I applied, so I I covered uh, Mayor Rob Ford for four years. Which you would think would be peak nuttiness. (laughs) You would think that would be as nutty as it gets. Right, so I told everyone, like, that, you know, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, (laughs) you know. I'm now, uh, and the U.S. is always kind of a strange and interesting place, but I thought I was going to more normalcy uh, coming coming here to Washington. Um, So I had about half a year, half of 2015 in normalcy, and then Trump emerged. So yeah, I applied. Uh, I thought it would be, uh, you know, I've always been fascinated in U.S. politics. Um, I wanted to get away from City Hall because nothing obviously could top the Ford era. Um, so I knew it was done there. Um, but I didn't, ex- I thought I was going to get the, the Hillary Clinton or Jeb Bush or Marco Rubio presidency. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, Ford-esque in, in a lot of ways.
2: I have to say, Dan, I almost think as crazy as Trump is, you're you're probably better off than you would have been with Rubio. It would have been a lot of sweaty gla- you know, trying to drink water and then not knowing how to drink water. Well, well Trump, Trump
1: doesn't know how to drink water. No, Who drinks true. water with
2: two hands? That's true, too.
1: So, I, I'm almost scared to ask, but because of what you drink, tre- you're only tweeting out corrections to, statement to uh, mistruths. And you're, you're putting out facts. You're being a reporter. What are your mentions like? Is it just a cesspool?
4: Well, honestly, like there, it's mostly positive. People are honestly mostly appreciative and uh, and interesting. Uh, but but that's p- probably because I block a lot of people who would have made it accessible. <laughs> uh, there's there's a yeah there's a lot of uh, I've, I've blocked literally hundreds of people in the in the three years since I've been here. Almost all of them in the Trump era. Um, yeah, there, there's tons of people who who yell at me about uh, lots of stuff. Uh, you know, uh, telling me, well, I mean, some of them are racist, homophobic, uh, anti-Semitic. Some of them are just like vehemently pro-Trump. Uh, they'll yell at me. You know, why don't you do this for Justin Trudeau? They'll say, go, they'll literally say, go back to Canada. Um, we don't, we don't want you here. We don't, we don't care what a Canadian thinks. Um, yeah. So there, there's, you know, the response has been mostly positive, but there's also a fair, bit, fair bit of negative as well.
2: Have you become somewhat, um, you know, like? There was an SNL sketch over the weekend I think it was called it was a game show about Trump called what even matters anymore or something like that. you know like like this Stormy Daniels thing is like it's gone already it's over right <laughs> like like is anything you got to give the guy credit he's he's literally the Teflon Don like nothing sticks to this guy
4: you know i i actually respectfully disagree with with that argument and i've been i've been disagreeing like this is one of the things that i i like to argue about because i think you look you know he got elected so of course to some extent he's he's teflon because you know if any other politician had done you know a a 30th of the things that we found out he had done (laughs) they would probably have been tough so yeah so you know he has a teflon element but but it, during his presidency, like look at his approval rating, it's in the 30s. He, he's historically unpopular. Um, you have like almost two thirds of the country not liking him. Um, his his big, you know, the his, the big push of his like the first half of uh, his first year, you know, prime time for presidents getting things done was his Obamacare repeal and replace push, and that was toast in part because you know the policy stuck to him. People understood that it, you know, it was not good policy. Uh, I was going to hurt them, um, and so I think. Um, yeah, like, to some extent, you know, he gets away with way more than than everyone else does. But I think um, people are understanding what's going on. People are understanding that he's lying, that he's sometimes not thinking through policy. And um, and the way he is is hurting him, I think, more than we, we sometimes acknowledge.
1: Now, here's the, my question. Trump, all over Twitter, that's how he communicates. Twitter, that's the only way. He doesn't speak to the press. So... He must know. He must see comments. He must see the outrage. Or is he, is he that blind? Like to think that Stephen Miller, he went on uh, uh, CNN last week again with uh, Jack Tapper, and it was the worst interview I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Yet Miller and Trump were claiming it as a victory. Are I don't
4: understand. Do they not see what everyone else sees? Well, that's a really interesting question. So Trump does check his mentions, uh, which is amazing for a. Uh, that is for so president. unreal. Like I don't, know, I don't know about you. Like you guys have a, a fair number of followers. Like as I've gotten more, you know, I've tried to check my mentions less uh, because you're like this can just take up my whole day. But the president is checking his mentions. Um, he retweets people in his mentions, which is incredible. Um, and he he blocked me on Twitter. I think <laughs> for, for mentioning him. Um, so I don't I don't know if that was him personally or one of his aides. But like the White House is checking the president's mentions, so someone is seeing it. Um, but your point about like the Stephen Miller interview, I think, is fascinating because. They saw that as a victory because they are playing almost exclusively to like the one-third to 40% of people who like them. They've made no effort almost ever to broaden the base to a majority, you know, to, appe- to reach across the aisle, to appeal to people who maybe didn't vote for him. So uh, an interview w- where, like, people like you and, and most people are watching and being like, that guy seems creepy, that guy seems like a jerk, that guy is arrogant, he's, he's fawning, he doesn't know what he's talking about. They see that and they're like, you know, our base is going to like that because our guy Stephen Miller yelled at the, the big, mean media man. So it's, it's this really weird dynamic where they just do not care about more than half the country.
2: Being in the thick of it right now, if you had to predict, will he will he even seek a second term, and will the Republican Party want him to seek a second term?
4: It's it's hard to like I I tried to get out of the prediction game because I thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the election and I think that came through in my. In some of my late election coverage, and I just feel like I, I sort of got it wrong. But I, I would guess, I mean, if I were to put odds on it, I think it's, it's definitely more likely than not that he will seek a second term. Um, the only thing that I think would stop him are if something sensational comes out of the Russia investigation, which is t- definitely possible, we don't know, um, or if he has some health issue, you know, he's a, he's a senior, um, but I think, you know, if, <laughs> he he, is if a he's a senior, uh, he, if he's, uh, but apparently very healthy, according to the right. doctor, but, <laughs> right. um, but if he... Uh, but I think if he's, uh, you know, if he's well, uh, you know, health-wise, and if there's not nothing crazy that comes out of the Russia probe, I think the Republican Party will want him to. I mean, this party—you look at the polls—like eighty-something percent of Republican voters support Trump, and the party, the elected officials, have actually become more and more supportive of him, and not less over over time. So, yeah, I think it's more likely than not that he'll be seeking a second term at least
1: now do you follow tom arnold on twitter because tom arnold has been saying that he knows of tapes that he is sitting on or mark burnett uh, who did the apprentice uh with donald trump is sitting on and he wants him to release them. do you know anything are these tapes for real and what is contained
2: on them
4: no i don't know anything about that there have been rumors uh about those those tapes like trump uttering racial slurs and stuff um in, in apprentice taping. Yeah, supposedly um, to, the
2: N word, right? Is that's the big bombshell?
4: That, that, that's, that's the big rumor. Right. I, so I, I've, I've heard nothing you know, on or off the record to suggest that, um, that, that those are real, but I also don't know that they're not real. I think but we had this discussion last
1: night. If those came out, people would say, yeah, what'd you expect? Everyone would
4: expect that. I don't even think it would cause right. a blip. Right. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think that's totally possible. And like, how did we get here, right? How, how is that the case? I think it's totally conceivable that um, Trump could be uttering racial slurs and, uh, you know, uh, some of his base would be like, you know, he speaks his mind, he tells it like it is. Uh, right. That's locker, that locker room talk, you know, that's how me and my buddies talk. Um, and I think, uh, um, I, I'd like to think that something, you know, as, as egregious as the N-word would be a, a crisis, but I don't, I don't know anymore. Um, and I think, especially with something like the, the rumored, uh, you know, alleged, very alleged, uh, you know, so-called P tape, uh, rumored in this Russia dossier, right. um, you know, of, of prostitutes, very allegedly, um, you know, urinating on a Russian bed somewhere. Um, would that hurt Donald Trump? Him with prostitutes urinating? Like I, I'm very doubtful. I think people would be like, he's a man's man, you know. Yeah. He, we all, we all, we would all love to do that with Russian prostitutes. So <laughs> right. the, Who would want to the, have the them pee on the us? And yeah, so us the,
0: pee the, on the, them.
4: The bar is the bar has
2: changed. Uh, the bar has been lowered. Well, this Stormy Daniels thing was amazing because. You know, I see people tweeting, you know, you're not crazy. The president of the United States had an affair, unprotected sex with a porn star right after his son was born. He was married. Immediately, you see the responses are from his base. And it's always, it goes back to Clinton with Monica Lewinsky. It goes all the way back to JFK and everything that JFK did. So it's almost like they're ready for it. You know what I mean? Like, there is literally nothing that they can't defend that this guy is doing. Um, and so he's, uh, like, that's why I keep going back to the, you know, what could possibly bring this guy down, except, as you said, unless something really sensational came out of this Russia probe, which so far we haven't really seen.
4: No, uh, yeah, I I don't know what what that thing is. I mean, the thing to remember about even the Russia probe is that uh, presidents are very unlikely to be tried in court, even if they're accused of crime. It'll be like a political trial, like an impeachment trial, and, and, uh, you know, would Congress impeach him? I don't think Republicans, no matter what he did, would, would do that. Um, so I don't know what... I, I honestly don't know if he's takedownable. Uh, it's not a word, obviously. Um, you know, he has to be beaten in an election. That's, I think that, that'll that probably be the way it has to go.
1: Are you a girther, which is the uh, the term for people <laughs> doubting that the president weighs uh, 200 and how much is it? 39 pounds. Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, the scientist tweeted a picture of him today said he just started working out he's six 260 pounds and next to the president he looks svelte so I, do you I think I, do you think that's I, the the president's weight and if it's not how do
4: they lie about that it, like that's the type of thing that i try to totally stay out of like i have no i have no proof that it's false a bunch of Obama people, like senior people in the Obama administration, um, were vouching very strongly for the doctor, who was also Obama's doctor in office, so that he's a he's a stand-up guy, a straight shooter. Um, so I don't like, it, for me, it's like, as a reporter, um, I, I saw some reporters engaging in that. And it's like, wh- what's the upside for me? Like, I have no proof either way. Right. Um, so I try, to, I try to stick to, especially as someone who's sort of like a self-appointed fact-checker, you know, I have to stick to facts and evidence So something like that. Um, I don't think there's an upside in in trying to fight, fight, that, fight that kind of
1: battle, <laughs> well handled, uh, Daniel. We could talk to you for hours, but uh, sadly we can't. Um, we're out of time. We got to get to uh, uh, our quick uh, refresher, or actually our crash course on South Korea from uh, our friend Craig. So, uh, Daniel, thanks for coming on with
4: us, buddy. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Take care.
1: Okay, he is Daniel Dale. He's the Washington correspondent for the Toronto Star. You can follow him on Twitter at d D-D, so d Dale eight d d a l e eight.
2: Great follow. You, you're going to love it. I mean, even if you're a Trump supporter. I met a Trump supporter over the weekend, and she just came out and said, I'm a Trump supporter. Uh, we were just talking about Trump, and she just said, I'm a Trump supporter. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And she said, well, I'm a capitalist. I said, okay. That's why that may, might explain it all. Maybe everyone everyone who likes him is just a Capitalist. You could be a capitalist and and like other politicians too, but you should
1: you should like people that are nice to people. Well, say.
2: well, you, it shouldn't just be about the person being a business person, I suppose. But you know what? I guess you can like whoever you want. It so, does make it interesting. It's nobody can deny that. But I love that SNL sketch because it was like, <laughs> like literally nothing matters anymore. Not not one thing. Nothing else matters. Can't play that. We don't have. Oh. Uh, so we've
1: got my friend Craig on the line. He. Uh, Craigers. Craigers, what's up, bud? How you doing, guys? Uh, so, Craig and I, we've known each other for many a years. How many times have you been to South Korea? Ah, uh, three. Three, okay. So, we are going to Pyeongchang. Jay and I are going to Pyeongchang. For, we'll be there for just a little over two weeks. We yep. have never been. So, uh, what do we need to see? What do we need to do? What do we need to eat?
5: Right. All right. First, well, okay, we had we talked privately, Dan. First, what to keep you two out of prison. That's yes, probably most thank you. Stuff.
2: That's probably the most important
5: thing. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, no, to be honest with you guys, everything is pretty much like it's not a real police state. Like, you won't see a lot of officers. I imagine, like, in Pyongyang, where you'll be, it'll be a whole different scene just because of the Olympics, right? Correct. Yeah.
2: Now, we're not in Pyongyang. Yeah. We're in Pyeongchang. Yeah, Pyongyang is the capital of North Korea, and if we're there, Craig, <laughs> you're going to have to come help us. And
5: that is more of a police
2: state. Yeah, that could be a problem. Yeah, if that if we're in Pyongyang, Dan has done something horribly. horribly
5: We've wrong. taken a
1: very
2: wrong turn.
5: <laughs> no, you guys are going to be fine. It's an amazing place. You're going to love it.
2: Okay, so what? Are,
1: like what? What will end you up in prison?
5: To be honest with you, the only thing that they really come down on is um, is drugs. Oh, and, wow. We can't go now,
0: Craig.
5: To, yeah, so I mean, yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah. Then, no, no. To be honest with you guys, nothing. I mean, they, they drink. They drink until five in the morning. Ooh, and, uh,
2: okay, tell us more. Like, that tell sounds us like more. you're in our wheelhouse now, Craigers.
5: Yeah, the, the city doesn't shut down, man. It's hilarious. It, 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 it'll go. It'll be nonstop till five in the morning, mate. And then all of a sudden, the streets are empty and a cleaning crew just comes, slides down the street, and just like resets the city for the next day again. Oh, it's, it's just hilarious. like
2: Disneyland, Craig. That's yeah. how Disneyland is. <laughs> That's right. um, I didn't realize Seoul had 10 million people. That's massive. I didn't realize it was that big.
5: Yeah, yeah, 10 million. What is it? I think it's 50, 51 million of all of Korea, which is huge, right?
2: And, and so for you, like we know about uh, Gangnam, Gangnam Style. We know about that.
1: Should, yeah. we, so is Gangnam, should we go there? Is Gangnam like Beverly Hills or the opposite?
5: Yeah, see, I, no, yeah, it, it's kind of like a, um, it's like a fancy area in Seoul. Right. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest with you, I've, I, we, we're going there in March, as a matter of fact, we're staying there. Oh. But um, I've never been to this particular area. I was actually asking my wife about it the other day, and she was kind of giving me a little Cole's notes on what to expect, but, um, no, listen, are you, guys, you guys will make it to Seoul, I assume, right? Yes. yes on a,
1: There's a high-speed train, one hour, 20 minutes from Pyeongchang.
5: Chain.
2: Yeah, right. apparently it's a three-hour drive, but they put in this new uh, Japanese-style yeah. high-speed train, so it cuts the time in less than half. It's incredible.
5: Yeah, yeah, these bullet trains are insane. You know uh, how they work, eh? They're, they're, I'm pretty sure they slow them down with magnets. They flip the magnets upside down, and it slows the train down that way.
2: Uh, Tulsi and I will be too drunk to you even comprehend oh, yeah. any of that.
5: You, you, you can get wasted on the train. So you're gonna love
2: it. <laughs> so, food. What? Yeah. What should we try? What, what's oh, okay, safe for okay. us?
5: Yeah. So, Korean barbecue is the obvious ones, right? I all the it. stuff that you, you get here here in Toronto. Um, but street food is amazing. Grab any like you know like spicy chicken all that stuff. But the one meal man that they don't have here or in any Korea towns, you know, in North America. Is duck galby. Yep. Got to, and, and so the duck galby restaurants, they serve like one meal with their different version of duck galby. It's like a spicy chicken with cabbage. They cook it in a big, huge pot, like right in the center of the table. Mm. And it's spicy and just amazing.
2: Duck galbi,
5: Duck galby. You got it. Duck galby.
2: Okay. It so it's really not good. duck, it's chicken.
5: Check in, yeah. Right. Okay. I'll yeah, try that. Yeah. That sounds good. And what's yeah.
2: uh, what what's
1: the bar situation like over there?
5: Amazing, amazing. They're, they're they're open. Like I said, they're open all night, man. The thing about create is is because there's no drug culture, the drinking is is incredible. Like the drinking's out of hand. You got to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. They really do. Like yeah, they they certainly get their buzz on one way or another. Is
1: this? Um, I've heard in like uh, Japan, they have. Um vending machines that have strange things in them. Is South yeah, Korea they, the they, same?
5: No, not at all. Okay. No, not at all. That's kind of a, a Japanese thing with, yeah, no, Korean is Korea's much more um, conservative. Huh. okay. Yeah. The, the, their culture, I think, man, and mind you, I'm going to China in, in a, couple, a month or so, but I haven't really been through China. But, but to be honest with you, Korea seems to me like the, the most similar to our way of life. Out of all the Asians. Hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like, you guys will, you guys will love it, man. It, it's just... Uh, and, and Naughty Bong, you got to go to the singing rooms. That's something to do for Oh, fun.
2: yeah. We'll take the, so we'll take like, the whole cruise It's Just like there. karaoke?
5: It's karaoke, but it's, for them, it's like a massive pastime. Like, everybody does it. Okay, oh, yeah, we have to go. Um, gotta,
1: and how long's the flight?
5: Oh, jeez. The like, flight... I think, what is it, 15 hours? Okay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's long a, one. It's the a good time one, for Craig. Jay
1: and I to bond. We just met,
2: so
5: that's right. Are you going Korean Air though? Uh,
2: I believe we're going uh, on the Air Canada Dreamliner, uh, okay. where dreams come true, Craig. <laughs>
5: Oh, you guys are going to have a blast. Yeah. It's, well, it's
2: going to be it's free a lot. Booth, of...
5: right? It's free booze. A couple of pass outs, you're there. Yeah. No, exactly. A couple, <laughs> a of, couple pass of pass outs. A couple yeah. of pass
2: Exactly. How, how long is that flight? <laughs> Three pass outs. <laughs> That's right.
5: That's how you judge it. It's a free pass
1: out. <laughs> Uh, Craigers, we really appreciate it, buddy.
5: Oh, guys, not a problem. I hope you have a great time. Uh, Thanks,
1: Craig. We will. We'll update you when we get back, and I'll text you from over there because uh, we just found out we can text from there.
2: Yes, Beautiful. well, we found out we can, te- we always knew we could text, but but through the bell, <laughs> the bell network, we, right. we can keep our phones and our phone numbers. Yeah.
5: Right. And yeah. it's Pyongyang, right? Yeah, Pyongyang. It's yes,
2: not Pyongyang. But we're not going to Pyongyang, Craig. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See <ya. laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> all right, so we packed it all in. Wow, we did it. We pulled it off. Uh, Christoph. we did it. We missed one uh, video, but we'll do it next week. Yeah, we'll do the video yeah, next we week. It. And we've got, uh, who do we have on next week? We have someone on next week. Oh, uh, Steve Patterson. Yes. Yes. Our buddy Steve Patterson. He from was on the with Debators. us in LA. Yeah. He came on with us in LA. He's going to come on. So that'll be great. So that'll be next week. And
1: that'll we're going over there. to the TV studio to yeah. do a big interview with Maestro Fresh Wes.
2: Yeah. We're interviewing all the hip-hop luminaries. Let your backbone S- slide. Lied, right. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was my line. <laughs>
1: Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you. slip.
2: Let the rhythm rip.
1: We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
0: they are going home.
2: The Jay and Dan Podcast, presented by Coors Light.